Welcome to Thriving Your Love, a podcast where we will guide and help you improve your most precious relationships in life. This podcast is produced and hosted by certified emotionally focused therapist, Claudio Vargas Silva, licensed marriage and family therapist, and Trisha Kim Walsh, also licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to Thriving Your Love. We're excited to have you back and you are in for a treat. Today, Claudio and I are going to be talking about the topic of attachment injuries, which is another one of my favorite topics, Claudio, to talk about in a loving relationship. It is a fact that we are going to get hurt and how we respond to our hurt will really make a difference. And Claudio, I feel like we live in a world where perfectionism is an expectation. And the reality is it's not about perfection. It's about being present and being aware of our emotional vulnerabilities that create abilities to be seen and understood in the hurt. Exactly. And we want people like to understand, right, Trisha, the difference between attachment injuries and the normal day-to-day hurts. Because uh, we feel hurt sometimes, but the, the things that don't stick with us, they don't stay, but the attachment injury is kind of different than others because an attachment injury uh, has to do with feeling betrayed or feeling like I cannot count on you. I don't know if you have some examples uh, about this, Trisha. I have a lot of examples, Claudio. I have my own examples as I've gone through my own attachment injuries. So I'll start with there. I'll start with one example that comes to mind is I have an ex-partner, no longer with this person, and an attachment injury that occurred in the course of our relationship was him not being there for my birthday. Celebrations are very important in my life. Rituals, celebrations, holidays. When he did not show up for my birthday, party and the planning that went behind it because he decided not to after we did get into a disagreement. I felt betrayed. I felt very hurt, felt very scared. But as a pursuer, and for those of you listening and followed our previous episodes, you'll be reminded that I pursue and I protest. So the betrayal, the attachment injury is you do not care about me. I do not matter to you. It is my birthday one day of the entire year that I would expect for you to show up for me and you did not come. So that was strike one. The second injury was when we were expected to be together on Valentine's day. We got into another disagreement and he was not able to be part of that experience. And I ended up doing a Galentine's day instead spending time with my girlfriends. So Claudia, those are two examples of me personally experiencing an attachment injury, which felt devastating. It made me question the relationship and it later on did lead to the downfall of our relationship when I came to him and said, this hurts me and it didn't seem to matter. When you talk to him, it seems like by what you're saying, Tricia, that he didn't show remorse. Maybe he defended himself. He had some justification. Maybe he even put it on you, did something and because of you. So that's the worst part of it, that people cannot fix these attachment injuries because the person who has hurt the other 
will generally defend themselves. When the injured person talks about the hurt, the person who has hurt will give justifications. It's very natural for us. We think that if we justify, the person will understand when it's the opposite, when we take responsibility, when we show remorse, then there is a chance this will be fixed and the person will forgive and then will forget. And this is what happens with many couples. They have these attachment injuries during their relationships. I don't want to think that every couple has, or maybe they have and they are able to fix but some couples are not able to because they cannot have really conversations where they can fix what happened. And this is what we see like in, in therapy when we are helping our clients, uh, treating a couple, and then we get stuck. We cannot go further because one person cannot trust the other anymore. And they have this hurt and they were not able to fix it because every time they talked, the other person didn't take responsibility, didn't show remorse, didn't show compassion to the one that was hurt. And what happens? It grows. Because when they talk, if the person who hurt the other justifies, it's another hurt. Because sometimes it's even worse than what you did. The fact that you don't take ownership and you don't show remorse. And you even blame the victim. An injury that is worse than the previous injury. Exactly, Claudio. And it really hits to the reminder of the value of ourselves that in this example, I'm sharing Claudio, this injury that happened to me is it was depletion of my value of my sense of self and purpose, this feeling that I am your most precious person that I would want you to prioritize. And your actions told me that I did not matter. And the rejection and the betrayal questioned my own worthiness, which already existed in my family of origin it really hit this fear of matter. I'm important. I can be prioritized. And that rejection and that loss of safety and trust questions for most of us of how can I let myself have this happen again? The two words that come to mind is never again. After that experience, Claudio, I said never again. Do I want to feel this experience? I don't want to wait for the other shoe to drop. I hear that so many times with couples is how can I even allow myself to get hurt again? As we sit with you in couples therapy, how do I find a way to forgive? Which will be another episode we will talk more about is the forgiveness as well as showing the remorse and the regret. And if a partner cannot show it and cannot understand that perspective, the injury will remain and there will continue to be the negative cycle that will exist between the two partners, regain trust and regain safety, which are such necessary elements of a thriving relationship. Yeah, and what happens is that if the couple is not able to have a really uh, conversation where they can fix that problem, what happens is that it brings disconnection. And the person 
who has hurt the other might think the victim has forgotten and doesn't care anymore. But the, what happens is that after talking, sometimes this person who has injured the other is not taking responsibility, is not showing remorse, is not asking for forgiveness. That a person gets tired and stops talking about that. But the injury is inside of the heart. It keeps in the relationship, it sips in some way, creates some distance. It's sad because, you know, it hurts the connection. So there are different injuries, as, as you mentioned. Let's imagine a situation and maybe some of the listeners, but let's say that a woman is in her labor and her husband is with her there. And she counts on him because she feels secure. She feels safe with him. He is really that person for her that brings safety. He receives a call from his job. And he says, well, I have to step aside. It's really quick. And she says, no, no, don't go. We stay here. No, it's important. But I, I will be right back. So he goes and talks about when he comes back, she has delivered already. And now she has that hurt. Then she talks to him. So I'm going to give an example. What is when the person becomes defensive and doesn't take responsibility, doesn't show remorse. So she says, well, you're not here. I told you not to go. And then the baby was born and, and you were not here for me. And then he says, well, it was really quick. And we're in the best hospital and so many competent people here. So nothing bad really happened. So what he's doing, he's minimizing her experience because he thinks that if he minimizes, if, if he shows the logic of what happened, like a good hospital, so she will think, oh, okay, yeah, so there's no reason for me to feel hurt. But it's not like that. When he does that, she feels like he's discounting her pain, her disappointment. He's not really listening to her feelings. This is like for, for his standpoint, he thinks that it's helping, but it's making it worse because now she feels, well, he really doesn't take responsibility. He cannot see my pain. He cannot understand what I feel. So this is the kind of conversations that when we do our Hold Me Tight workshop and when we help clients, we help them manage these conversations that this person who has hurt the other, he can communicate, he can talk in a way that is not really minimizing the other person's pain, just counting the person's pain, but actually acknowledging, wow, that was very, very hard for you. I'm so sad I did that with you. You didn't deserve that. You are important to me. I let you down. And I feel so sad that I let you down. So this is the kind of conversation that is also healing. And not only the person who has hurt, but the person who was hurt, the victim, also the way that this person talks about the pain in a vulnerable way. Yes, Claudio, this is really a turning point of what we've seen with our couples in the hold me tight conversations we've offered is underlying 
hurt and fear that both partners are experiencing. The person that caused the injury in this situation, Claudio, and this happens to a lot of couples that are expecting children, expecting their firstborn, even their secondborn, is this will happen. And although as you as listeners are, it's natural for us to take a side, if you will, is that you can relate to one partner and you can relate to the other. But really, again, you'll hear me saying this over and over in our episodes is to drop down in your emotions into the elevator and to really drop down and experience the human element that we are trying to do the best we can. And there's a lot of context we get stuck in in the story that we tell ourselves. So in this case, Claudio, the person that did the injury, the husband, if he is really allowing himself to feel what happened, there's the sadness and there's the embarrassment. And sometimes if, if you stay there too long, it can be the shame. And so we are mindful that, that we do work with couples that as they're experiencing what we call a, a forgiveness conversation, a regret or remorse conversation, which is part of the hold me tight seven conversations to last a lifetime, it can be scary to stay there too long. And there can be a protest of let's move on. I hear that all the time, Claudia, let's move on. Let's not talk about it. Let's not dwell on the past. You're making a bigger deal out of nothing. And it dismisses. We're really speaking, Claudio, is to pain and to hurt. And going back to my experience is to say, even acknowledge, acknowledging it is a repair. Mm-hmm. It is to say, you can acknowledge what it felt like for me to be all alone in my experience on my birthday or Valentine's Day or for this woman, this wife who gave labor and said, I wanted you to be there, not the professionals, even though thank you professionals for all that you did to make sure that my baby and I were safe, is I want you to be beside my pain and say, my pain is also your pain. Yeah, so there's a lot to talk about this because what we see here is the kind of conversation that will really heal. And as you were mentioned, it's very hard for the person who committed or the person who hurt the other. It's very hard for this person sometimes to take responsibility or to show remorse because the shame and the guilt is so big. And when they are discounting and trying to make it smaller, actually trying to help themselves not to feel so ashamed. But for the other person, it's really making their experience not be important. Like, uh, what happened to you was nothing. You are just a baby crying. So it's really kind of being dismissive. But this person is doing because they are trying to deal with their own shame. They're trying to prove to themselves that they're not as bad as, as a person as that they are feeling. But unfortunately, it's, it doesn't work. It doesn't help. Also, for the person who felt hurt, so in your case with uh, the birthday that you said, right, and the Valentine's Day for the woman that was there in the hospital, sometimes the person, when they talk about their pain, they talk in a way that seems very critical, putting down the other person, which causes the other person to be defensive. And that's what we also want to encourage and help our listeners that when they talk about their pain, that they talk in a vulnerable way, that they drop down the elevator, as you said in our previous conversations, right? Drop down the elevator 
and go to the emotions and show the pain, show the hurt in a vulnerable way. And this is going to help the other person to be less defensive and to be more present to acknowledge the pain, bring uh, more connection. And, you know, what I see, uh, Trisha, is that today we don't have time like to go really deep on it. So it seems like we just scratch the surface because this is such a rich and important subject. I think that our listeners are just now remembering things that happened in their lives. We need to go back to this theme and then talk more deeply about how it affects couples. The couples who are listening to us really know how they can manage these in their lives. Right, right. That is the theme of our our podcast, Thriving Your Love, Claudio, right? Is we're hoping that every episode helps you soften, helps you slow down, helps you pause rather than to say you, to say I. And I hope our, our examples, Claudia, which I really care about giving our, our listeners an opportunity to hear stories that are relatable because really want to emphasize that we all have been, we've all experienced an attachment injury. And we know the experience of when we felt heard and seen and supported and when we felt denied, dismissed, and disrespected. And so we know actually what it takes. And my hope is that that listeners are tuning in with the efforts of what can I do to really show up in this loving relationship that I'm in. And that is really what we're excited about is bringing you all in and excited for your questions, excited for your topics, and that we're going to continue to build every episode on knowledge that is going to thrive your love. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and close today, but we look forward to carrying on this discussion on attachment injuries, looking at forgiveness, looking at the art of the apology, and so much more. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. We can't wait to have you join us again. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We hope you'll join us soon again for our next episode of Thriving Your Love.